Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Everybody, welcome to the Midnight Fright Test, episode number eighty-five. I am one of your hosts, Josh. Sitting in the room with me tonight, as always, is the Scream Queen herself, Maddie. Hey, everybody. The Doctor of Filmonomics, Greg, the Movie Guy. You're gonna have to give me visual cues because I'm deaf now. And the Doctor of Everything Else, Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh shit! It kicked us off again. Oh so my! Live. No, I'm kidding, Josh. I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> it, I'm sorry, Patrick. That would have been so shitty. Um, so, news tonight. Everything's still canceled, so we're gonna skip that, and we're gonna move right on to what we've been watching. Starting at Greg, the movie guy. What you've been watching, Patrick? For that little stunt you pulled, this is for you. <laughs> Well, at least you did it in between words, so we're not covering somebody. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, actually got quite a bit consumed this week. Finished the series Dead to Me, which, oh my God, that show just keeps getting better and better. The co-stars of Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, holy God. I, I can't even describe how amazing these two are. You literally have to watch them as they play off of each other because they are absolutely fantastic. Watch Dead to Me. Finished watching Space Force. Uh, was very entertaining. A couple laughs in there. A lot of laughs, I should say. It's a comedy. But it was really entertaining. Definitely check that one out. And then the other night, Emily started watching this Garth Brooks documentary, which I didn't anticipate liking because I'm not a big country fan. But I do love the behind the scenes and how they got to where they are now. And it's a fascinating documentary. Docuseries, I should say. There was two episodes before it. So um, I don't remember what it's called. But if you see a two-part Garth Brooks documentary on Netflix, it's probably that one. Uh, Maddie, what do you got? So first I was kind of watching, re-watching The Boys because apparently it's supposed to drop the second season next month. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's, I don't know if that's still on, but I, that's what they had said previously, but I hadn't heard anything otherwise. But then last night, um, we watched a movie called The Axiom, and I think you guys should really check this movie out. Um, Greg, I think you would like it because it kind of reminded me a little bit of Cabin in the Woods. Kind of had that. Okay that thing um it was kind of like cabin in the woods meets antrim meets alice in wonderland it was really great but the other reason i think you guys should check it out is it was a very low budget film done very well you could tell they didn't have a lot of a lot of that cash but Mm -hmm. they just used what they had and it was a super entertaining movie um we just kind of randomly picked it off a tubi like just scanning through and we're like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, this isn't terrible. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so that's kind of the two, like, big things I've been watching this week. But That was called Axiom? Axiom, yeah. Okay. I definitely, as I said, recommend that, um, especially to, like, you know, like, independent film people, because as I said, they, you could tell they didn't have a huge budget, but they just, they rolled with it and they did great. Excellent, Ooh. excellent. I'll be excited to check that one out. That? Yeah, I was actually able to see quite a bit this past week, trying to clean up my Plex server a little bit from movies that I had held on to from past challenges that we've done. 
So I saw a movie called Boyhood, which is that movie that they spanned over 12 years. Yep. It was really interesting, but I mean, story driven, anything like that. I mean, the hour, it was a long ass movie as well. I like what they did with it though, with the idea of spanning that over 12 years and having, you know, the same actors all the way through. So that was a pretty good flick to watch. I watched an old David Lynch movie called Blue Velvet, Ooh. which uh, I think was one of his first ones. Not for I sure. I think so. Then I caught a older movie, Christopher Lee movie called The Devil Rides Out. Mm. I'm not even sure why I had that one, but I watched Devil Rides Out. I watched a movie from the 80s called The Gate. You don't have oh, to yeah. see that one. You really <laughs> don't have to see that one. I saw a, I would label it a creature feature. It's called The Hallows, and it's an Irish film about this guy that takes his family out and lives in the woods because he's like a tree expert, but there's all this mythological stuff coming to life and attacking his family, so it's kind of a creature feature. Not bad movie. I saw a movie that starred the woman that was in Midsummer, the young woman that was the lead in Midsummer. It was a movie called Malevolent, and I think you need to stress the meh in Malevolent. <laughs> and then finally, I caught a movie that I suggested to you guys to watch, and I, I hope you do at some point because I'd like to get your input. It's on Shutter. It's called The Headhunter. It starts really slow. It does start a bit slow. It so gets I, rolling, and like I said, it's only like an hour ten. Yeah, I oh, bailed nice. on okay. it because I started it at a moment where I would just like I could not mentally handle mm-hmm. well, so I bailed on it. But I will go back and. And yeah, yeah. I, I definitely suggest watching it because it's one of those things where they were obvious, they had an obvious low budget, but they did a lot with it. And it's basically one actor the entire time. Oh, nice. So cool. that's what I've been watching. Cool. I did a lot of like random like rewatching this week because I was trying to finish up a project that I was working on writing wise. So I finished that. So because I finished that, I rewarded myself with a new movie that just dropped on Shutter this week. And I watched a documentary called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. I was just thinking of that one. So fucking good. It's really good. And they don't cover a ton. They cover a little bit about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, how it was the, the gayest horror film ever made, and stuff like that. But they focus mainly and more on, on Mark Patton and being a non-out gay in the 80s and what it was like to be an actor in the 80s and not be out and what being out meant in the eighties. So it focused a lot on him and how kind of a nightmare in Elm street Two kind of sunk his career. That was moving really well until he made that movie. I would definitely go on shutter and check that movie out. It's really, really good. Um, it's hour and a half watch. So that was kind of the, the main new movie that I watched this week, but a lot of really good new stuff dropped on Shutter this week. Um, mm-hmm. Saved all of it, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get to a couple other new ones this week. So let's move on to. Uh, I'm gonna let Maddie kind of take over here because she came up with our topic. He did all the all the work for it. So uh, go ahead, Maddie. Yeah, um, I we had kind of been talking about that horror trivia game that's supposed to be coming out, but it's not coming out until, like... July. Yeah, like, later this summer. So I thought we'd do something a little like that, but, you know, little not. So I'm going to pull this <laughs> up here, 
And we are playing a version of Horror Jeopardy. As I said, again, so no one comes for me in that chat log. I know this is not the format of Jeopardy, but um, I was not going to redo what I already done when I realized my mistake. So these three guys are going to play. We have four categories. We have Monsters and Mad Men. Sequels and prequels, the classics and miscellaneous. All questions are one hundred through five hundred dollars. You will not be getting any money from me. So, damn. <laughs> as I said, you do not have to answer the question as a question. These are just classic horror trivia. Um, I try not to do anything too weird because I know I kind of tend to watch weird shit, and that's fine. But we are going to start with Patrick. Pick your category. First of all, I'm going to go on the record by saying I'm going to get my ass kicked in (laughs) this contest here. Let's go with the classic. uh, Well, first of all, do you want to announce what the categories are for the non-viewing listeners? I just did. Oh, you did. (laughs) So we're already starting out So you're going to list the... Patrick, clearly paying attention. So you're going to list the... I've been looking at the stream to make sure that we don't get bumped off again. So do you want to list the categories for me? No, just kidding. So I'm going to go with the classics for 100. Classics for 100. Oh, damn. In Carrie, what did the other students dump on Carrie at the prom? Uh, Are we all like buzzing in? No, this is your question. If you don't get it, somebody can steal. Okay. If not, you pick again. Well, I'd like to answer a whole ton of feces, but the actual answer (laughs) is tampons and maxi pads. That is not correct. What? Yes. Would someone like to steal? I'm stealing. I want to steal. I want to steal. I want to steal. steal. Oh, I know what you... hmm. Yeah. Okay. They do. (laughs) Technically, technically they do that in the shower room at the beginning of the movie. It says at prom. At prom. prom. I'm buzzing. Fuck, I can't read. Josh. I fucking can't read. uh, Is it pig's blood? Yes, it is. is correct. So, Josh, for 100. Patrick needs to read. <laughs> you need to listen, goddammit. <laughs> well, it's even written right there, and I didn't even get it. All right, Josh, you, ha- you have control of the board. What would I'd, you like to pick? I'd also like to go on the record by announcing that I fall apart under pressure. <laughs> so, here it goes. I'm going to go with sequels and prequels for 100, please, Maddie. Sequels and prequels for 100. What movie did Jason get his iconic hockey mask in? Okay, it was it was Friday the 13th Part 3. Friday the 13th Part 3. You are correct, <laughs> sir. That is $100. You are at 200 You are leading. And pick your next topic. Uh, I'm going to go with sequels and prequels for 200. Sequels and prequels for 200. Josh, if you're on the board, I'm going to smoke you. (laughs) A Quiet Place was originally meant as a sequel to what film? Oh, shit. A Quiet Place was originally meant as a sequel to what film? Sequel. I don't know the answer to that question. Would anyone like to steal? I can't even venture a guess on that one. I don't even think that I can, yeah. All right, the answer was Cloverfield. Oh, really? Uh, I would have had had no idea. Interesting. All right. Josh, since you you didn't get that one, Greg, let's move on to you. Uh, Pick. I'll uh, I'll take uh, miscellaneous for 100, Alex. Miscellaneous for 100. Oh, crap. The Exorcist. (laughs) Hey. How the hell did that happen? (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, pick another one. <laughs> Miscellaneous for 200. This is awesome. Miscellaneous for 200. What <clears throat> horror film was the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and slip? Ooh. Hmm. I want to say it was something from the 70s. I'm going to go with Last House on the Left, 70s. All right, I actually can't remember what this one is, so we're going to have to show it. I knew that. I knew that. I'm sorry. I I could not remember what I put as that. So beep, beep, no one gets that. So let's go back to Patrick. Let's see. Let's hit the classics again for 200. Classics for 200. What classic horror movie was originally called The Babysitter Murderers? Classic horror movie was originally called The Babysitter Murders. This would be Halloween. Halloween! So you got 200 on the board. Patrick, you are... Just like that. All right, pick your next one. Uh, we're going to continue with the classics for 300. Classics for 300. Which room does Dick Halloran tell Danny to stay away from in The Shining? Son of a bitch. And I'm a Stephen King fan, and I can't remember the number. I know, I was going to say, you've had two Stephen King questions in a row. I'm I'm having trouble getting the number 1408 out of my head because that was another one of his books. Greg knows he's ready to answer this question. I'm going to say room 210. Nope, that is not correct. I knew it was correct. Steal, 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 steal. 314. No, that is not correct. Really? Does anyone else have a guess? Because it may be different in the book than it is in the movie. I thought it was... Two something. Let's say two fourteen. Two thirty-seven. Oh. All right. Greg, we'll let you. That was a tough one. You want to pick again? No, because I'm apparently terrible at my horror trivia. Okay. Monsters and Madmen for one hundred. Monsters and Madmen for one hundred. What famous slasher has killed the most people throughout his film franchise? Famous slashers. My glaring lack of knowledge. I'm going to say Freddy Krueger. That is not correct. Would anyone like to steal? Josh. Just based on the number of movies, I'm going to go with Jason. Jason is correct. What was that? Was that 100? Yes. Okay. Josh, you have control of the board. I'm going to invest in buzzers. We're going to do buzzers. (laughs) Josh, before you guess, in the book, it was 217. Okay. This was from the movie. I was still way fucking wrong. I'm going to go. Have we done 300 yet for prequels and sequels? We have not. Let's do no. that. Red Dragon was released how many years after Silence of the Lambs? Oh, son of a bitch. That is um, not correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it one second. I'm, uh, okay. Trying to think of the year Silence of the Lambs came out, because then I can do the math. I'm going to go with six. Nope, that is not correct. Would anyone like to steal? I'll try and just say four. That is not correct, Greg. Eleven. That is correct. What year did The Sons of the Lambs come out? 1991. Okay. So I was close then. I, I thought I... Okay. Greg, you have control of the board. Have we done miscellaneous for 300 yet? I do not believe we have. So let's do miscellaneous for 300. Which horror film was filmed in just seven days? Oh, I got to quit picking this one. I actually can't remember this one either. So if you get it wrong, we might just have to <laughs> click and check the answer. <laughs> Well, Josh and I can turn around so we're not looking at the screen. Okay, but I, I don't think I can, like, rewind it. Well, we could give our answers if he's wrong. We just don't have to face the screen. 
Okay. Just, just put your hand up, uh, Patrick, and cover it. Got it. I know this is going to be wrong. I'm going to say the Blair Witch Project. Let's go ahead and check. Paranormal oh, activity. Well, Let's Josh go. and I can't check. Were you either of you going to check that? No, I was, Greg actually took my answer. That's what yeah, I was that would have been my that would have been my guess as well. <laughs> All right, Greg, pick again. Let's just clear it out. Miscellaneous for four hundred. Miscellaneous for four hundred. How many people associated with The Exorcist died during production? And I just watched this on freaking the other day. Ooh, me too. Did you guys watch Cursed Films? That's, yeah, that's what I watched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say three. That is not correct. Anybody else? I'm going gonna, gonna to say five. I was going to say five, yeah. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Ooh. This is not a good one. We are not doing well. No. <laughs> Everybody. On a horror podcast, we are terrible. <laughs> Everybody listen to our horror podcast. We know, we know what we're talking about. Because we're the experts. <laughs> All right, we're going to circle Patrick. You pick. You have control of the board. Um, I believe Monsters and Madman for 200 has not been picked yet. What is Pinhead's human name? You're like, oh. fuck you, Maddie. That's his human name. <laughs> his, oh, his, his, read his human name? Like when he's not Pinhead? Yeah. Yeah, it's Rimshot Thudpucker. No, it fucking isn't. <laughs> it's Vincent. No, it's I not. I have no fucking clue. I'm yeah, okay. Saying. Does anyone want to steal? Oh, I just saw this the other day. Oh, man. Is it like general something? It, it was a military thing, yeah. Crap. I, I can't remember. General something. I know that much. Josh, do you have a guess? I don't. It's General So's Chicken. Too. Elliot Spencer. Oh, nope. That wasn't what I was thinking then. All right, Patrick, back to you. Uh, well, I just chose that one. Let's go Monsters and Mad Men 300. And Scream, what is rule number one on Randy's list of rules for surviving a horror movie? Never be alone? Nope. Josh. I believe rule number one is you, you can't have sex. Don't have sex. Yes. What was that? Was that 300? That was 300. Yes. Josh is uh, leading us all here. I don't think so. Yeah, you, you are. are. <laughs> uh, all right. You all right, got, Josh, you got control of the board. I have one of my favorite category that I've bombed in. Sequels and prequels for 400. Who is the only character to appear in and survive all four Jaws movies? Oh. Okay. It's... I don't want to, because uh, I can't think, uh, I don't even want to say it, because I can't think of her name. So I just gave that away. But it, um, um, I can't think of her name, so I don't know. So you want to steal? Steal. Chief Brody? It's not Brody. Is it Brody? Oh, no, is it the son? That's the son, isn't it? Yeah, somebody's cousin. I knew it was Brody something. Uh, oh, Michael was Michael was the son. Michael was the son. But isn't the, didn't the, the wife appear in all four and survive in all four? I don't know. We're going to, Greg, I'm going to give that half to you. Was that 400? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you 200 because you got I Brody. got a relative. <laughs> you got a relative. You got somebody. I don't, I don't care. No more. It was a piece of trivia. The The wife moved to Nebraska, and that's how she survived. Right? Well, she was definitely in Jaws the Revenge, and she survived that. So I just assumed that she was in the second and third Jaws movies and survived all the way through. Are you going to argue with me? You I'm not going to argue with you, but I, I can look it. I can look it up. Then. Greg, you got control of the board. Um, I'm not going to touch miscellaneous because I feel stupid listening. You're picking that one. So, uh, what was the last one? Classics. Classics for 400. Do that one. Where does the poltergeist take place? God damn it! 
suburbia Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Does anyone want to steal? Are we looking for a city or a state? I'll take state. Arizona. Nope. Josh, do you want to steal? Was it was it shot in California? It was California. Oh. Josh for four hundred. Josh is like at nine hundred now. I think. Yeah, control the board, Josh. What do you want? What What is left? Just the bottom um, row. I think he got monsters and madmen for four hundred as well. And then and then the bottom row. Yeah. Okay, well yeah. let's clear out the four hundred and do monsters and madmen. Monsters and madmen for four hundred. Why can't Michael Myers be killed? The way I understand it is because he's cursed? Yes, that is correct. An ancient druid curse from Michael Myers' curse, or from Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. That's so dumb, but okay. That is fucking stupid. So they created an entire movie to just to explain why he can't die. Yeah. All right, guys. Only 500 <laughs> left. Josh has control of the board. Let's start from the beginning. Monsters and Bad Men for 500. How much screen time does Freddy Krueger get in the first Nightmare on Elm Street? You want exact minutes? I want an exact minute. That's fucking ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> That's why it's um, for 500. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to go 25 minutes. That is not correct. Would anyone like to steal? I'm going to say it's less than that. So That's I'm not gonna, specific enough. <laughs> so I'm going to say... I'm going to say... 15 minutes. That is not correct, Greg. Do you have any guesses? I'm going to say 24 minutes. This is not the price is right, gentlemen. <laughs> Seven <laughs> minutes. Wow, that is insanely low for what I thought it would be. Huh. All right, guys. Uh, Josh, let's put you back in control of the board. Equals and prequels for 500. How many Amityville movies are there? Okay, here's the thing, Eddie. This is not fair, because are you, you going to count all the, like, independent filmmakers that were like, I can buy the Amityville name and make the Amityville box set? I don't think, think Alex you... Trebek gets this much shit. No, I quit. I'm going to go. It is difficult to say. Celebrity Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> Just generally, I'm going to go with four. No. <laughs> Any guesses? I'll buy six. I don't think that's it either. Patrick? Five. Okay. Five. I'll split. Like Twelve. Yeah. There's 16. See, it's yeah. crazy. Because anybody can make an Amityville movie now. All right. Well, since you were arguing with me, Patrick, you're in control of the board. Well, Fuck we'll you, go. Josh. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> arguing with you. I was asking a question. It's, I did say that one is so hard because I, I agree with Josh because, yeah, anybody yeah. and their dog can make an Amityville movie now. Although, uh, do you want to make an Amityville movie? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the classics for 500. Classics for 500. What's the name of the apartment building Guy and Rosemary move into? God damn it, Aldo! That would be the Bramford. Aldo in your stupid big ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't give me that one. So, final question. Final question. Miscellaneous for 500. In the first two Hellraiser films, how many different actors play Frank Cotton? In the first two? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say three. Yes. Nice. Patrick for 500. Good for you, Patrick, because I couldn't even tell you the fuck Frank Cotton is. He was the the muscle guy. Yeah. The guy who was rebuilding his his skin. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen a Hellraiser movie, and I can't even, to be honest with you, don't even know if I, like, really ever watched them all the way through. All right. So in first place, we have Josh with 1,400. 
Second place, we have Patrick for 700 and then Greg for five. So I should from just your, resign right now. From your horror movie experts at oh, Midnight Lord, Fright Films, <laughs> thank you for playing Horror Jeopardy. Oh. <laughs> Next week. I'm going to get an early release of that Trivial Pursuit and just start studying the cards. That was just a warm-up. We'll do it again next week, guys. <laughs> so it, it'll go better next week. We'll answer every question. Yeah, okay. No, it won't. <laughs> I'm going to turn it back over to Josh so we can continue and head yeah. off our review. We watched a movie this week, chosen by Greg, called Itsy Bitsy. Patrick with the deep. Itsy Bitsy, a 2019 film running an hour and 34 minutes on oh. Amazon Prime. Based on the centuries-old poem... A family moves into a secluded mansion where they soon find themselves being targeted by an entity taking the form of a giant spider. IMDb rating, 5.0. Metacritic score rating, not available. Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 56%. And Rotten Tomatoes audience score, an abysmal 30%. Oof. Woo! <laughs> Ooh, Gregory, I know you had a hard time choosing a movie this week. So why land on Itsy Bitsy? So it's not that it was a, a difficult choice. The movie that I wanted is just, it's not readily available and that makes it tough. And really the, the only difficult part I had was trying to find the movie that I wanted to do. But when I stumbled on Itsy Bitsy, I remembered that we had talked about it in one of our reviews or we not reviews, mm-hmm. but uh, we were reviewing trailer, trailer of it. Yeah. And I, I like it when we, we get to review the trailer and then actually see what the final product is because the trailer is, it can be so much more different than what the actual movie is. And I think that's the exact case in this. And the one thing that I'm really disappointed to myself about was not going back and listening to our talk of the trailer review. So I, I was, I was happy to do this one. It was uh, the first one on top of my list of the movies that I had came across, but mostly it was because we had done the trailer review and I wanted to see how it turned out. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Good idea. So what did everybody think? Did everybody watch that movie today? Or did you guys watch it? I watched it last night. You watched it last night? I actually re-watched it today. I had seen this movie before. Mm. I watched it today. What did everybody think? You know, I think this was, like, a good attempt to, like, kind of breathe some kind of different light into, like, the giant spider movie. Um, <laughs> like, I think, it, like, the whole, like, thing of it being, like, a curse from like a tribal thing i thought the movie the beginning of this movie was really cool overall i don't think it was a stellar execution but i think a lot of it lied in the dialogue it, a lot of this dialogue was real rough like that scene where she's sitting in the um the diner with the police woman that was almost as painful to watch as that rape scene we talked about last week it was like on that level of like yeah oof uh, so I mean that could have really been cleared up. Those kids were obnoxious little brats. The other thing that I kind of was like, what is like? First of all, nobody on Earth is going to hire a nurse with a drug problem. So like that kind of there's a big hole in that. And then I wasn't really sure why that woman's tragic backstory trademark was like relevant to the plot <laughs> at all. I was actually kind of thinking, I was like, why are all these weird, tragic backstories in horror movies when they don't really need to be? So yeah, I think this movie could have been tightened up a little bit, I think maybe with a little bit better 
writer and director it probably could have gone a lot further i mean this wasn't horrible it kind of just reminded me of like maybe one of the better sci-fi movies like maybe it came on at like seven instead of like 2 a.m uh did anybody recognize the woman that played the sheriff yes no from pet cemetery uh yeah she was also in star trek next generation yes that too i saw her come on screen and i was like oh okay they have kind of somebody in this movie um, well, that's where their entire budget so, was. <laughs> her and her and, and uh, the uh, the one actor, Bruce Davison. Yes, thank you. Uh, Matt, are you finished? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anything like super in depth to say <laughs> about this movie. Um, the other, the only other thing I kind of want to comment on is there's one section where the spider had like human eyes instead of like normal eyes, and I was like, "What the fuck did you do?" It was, just, it was when the spider was like up in the attic and it kind of turned and it kind of looked like it had like little people eyes like glued on it. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so I, I kind of want to coattail off of what Maddie was saying. I, I 100% agree. This movie was confused about what it wanted to be. Overall, it wasn't terrible, but I feel like the director had a really, really good drama story and a really, really good horror story and tried to fuse them. And it stayed like this the entire time. There was no overlap. It was just cut and dry. If you wanted to make the drama story, make the drama story about the the decrepit guy with the the nurse with the drug problem trying to reach her kids. Or make a fucking spider horror movie. They didn't mesh well. It's an oil and water situation here. And I think that's what hurt the movie the most. Following that, it was very scripted. And you can tell that. And Maddie, you mentioned the diner scene. It was just, it was very mechanical. There was not a lot of emotion that goes into this. They tried to put emotion into it. Like, I think they tried to give the sheriff more of a backstory, which I didn't care anything about. Really, I think the best actors in this movie was the guy who played Walter, yeah, I can't remember his last name, Walter Bruce Davidson, whoever his character was. I think he was probably one of the best pieces of this movie. Mm-hmm. And the elder boy, I think, played really well for what he was given. Bruce Davison being the best part of this movie, you took him out of the movie halfway through, and it just nosedived from there. I, I think there was just a lot of little things, that little trip-ups that really hurt this movie and what it could have been. I was appreciative of some of the effects that they did. I, I was appreciative that they used a little bit more practical. The spider was kind of corny. I, I didn't feel any fear from it and i'm pretty much arachnophobic so take that for what you will but you know overall it's it, it rides the middle line if you want to watch it go for it if you don't you're not missing much yeah one thing like you said about the drama versus the horror mm-hmm. in this movie like was this movie only like an hour and a half or something like that and like it took all the way it took an hour over almost over an hour for the first like spider death to really happen and like nothing had really happened beforehand except trying to explain as i said this woman's hashtag tragic life and like mm-hmm. what was going on and setting all that up and so i'm kind of like you know if you're gonna market this as a horror movie i'm sorry your first death needs to be from your main protagonist which is a spider needs to be before an hour in mm-hmm. you can't just have him like cre- <clears throat> peeping tom at everybody and then just like narrowly narrowly escaping them like that doesn't but in fairness help. too this wasn't going to be like a body count movie either there wasn't no. enough characters in this movie to to even get your first kill in the first 
10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, but I think that's, that's where it falls into the, the fact that it was confused about what it wanted to be. Was it going to be a drama and then just take the spider out of it? Or did it need to be a horror movie and maybe a few more kills? Like they got the cat in there, which was interesting, but there needed to be more on the spider. They, they couldn't balance the two storylines that were going on and it hurt it in the end. Yeah. Patrick, you know, for the past few weeks, we've been asking why the, We've got the uh, Father of the Year awards going out. Well, this yeah, week yeah. we've got this week we've got the Mother of the Year awards. Yeah, going she's out. a shit ass mom. You know, they get to the house. First thing she does is abandons them. They don't know anything about this place. She walks in and goes, "Oh, I've got to go to work. Take everything out of the van and start unloading it for me, would you?" And it's what a ten-year-old kid and a yeah. five-year-old kid. You know, yeah. pretty young having to do that. And then it became very apparent that they had to do everything on their own anyway, because she was a drug addict. Speaking of, did you notice she took her pills weird? She'd chew them like candy or something. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, you swallow those. Come on. Unless, unless that's a thing, unless, you know, you break it up. So it enters the system quicker. I have no idea. That just seemed a little weird to me uh, that she was chewing the pills for it. Uh, I it, think it's they just, thought it would like make more of an effect like, if they showed her, like, I think it was, like, a longer, like, drawn-out, like, drug-taking thing. If, she, mm-hmm. they, like, they had a shot of her, like, chewing her pills. But I'm right. like, this ain't no Tums, girl. You swallow that Xanax. <laughs> it just seemed weird to me that the sheriff didn't get involved on a level with the kids situation. Obviously, knowing the mother was a horrible drug addict. I mean, she told her right there at the cafe... I know what's going on, mm-hmm. but she knew she had these two young kids at home. So why didn't the sheriff actually do something about that? That was weird to me. This movie seemed like it was three different stories stuck together because it was the first story with Bruce Davison and his egg thing and all of his, his geological finds. And then there was a the story with the mother and what she went through with the death of a child that was her fault. And then another story which involved a handful of spiders. So it didn't quite mesh for me as I, as, as well as I had hoped it would. I thought the effects were okay. The spiders looked pretty cool. I thought it was really weird that, you know, like they would go from a spider's POV and that he'd like be moving back and forth behind things just to like glance out and look at someone and then poke his head back. That seemed a little strange to me sometimes. I wanted them to take it so much further than what they did. The scenes with the spiders and the family, to me, were pretty safe. I wanted it to be a little bit more horrifying, perhaps. And the buildup of... There really was no buildup. There was no anticipation of what was going to happen in it. I wanted to be a little bit more on my edge of my seat, during this and greg i have a question for you because i know spiders are not your favorite thing in the world did this bother you at all no yeah uh, no like i you know i think i was more bothered by the trailer and just because of what it was you know they didn't show the spider they showed the legs creeping out and things mm-hmm. like that which yeah it will give you the heebie-jeebies but you walk into this and you see the evolution of how this thing no. is coming into the story and you're like gee I've got six of those up in my attic already. Not that size, but yeah. they're spiders. Okay. When we Bring had out watched a golf club and start swinging. Yeah, when we had watched the trailer for this, I I was actually impressed 
thinking, oh, this could be really good because they had that overhead shot of the spider in the bathtub and you can actually see the size of the spider. So I remember from the trailer, we were kind of looking forward to this. And then when my oldest daughter and I had the opportunity to see this, she's extremely afraid of spiders. Like arachnophobia put her over the edge. That movie put her over the edge. She actually laughed at this one. It didn't bother her at all. Yeah. So there was an obvious failing in there somewhere. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer too, and I actually was really excited about it as well. And I remember watching this and like, Spider, obviously I'm not bothered by spiders because I have a huge spider tattooed on my fucking arm. So like, they don't bug me. That was a bad pun. But like, I remember watching this movie and thinking it was just kind of goofy. And I was actually thinking, I was like, I wonder how Greg's, if Greg thinks this is scary, because Greg, I know you don't like spiders very much. I just remember thinking, I was like, maybe this would be effective for someone who doesn't like spiders, but I don't know, the fact that the spiders are kind of almost like a back seat to everything else that was going on, I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, spiders didn't seem to be the biggest problem in the movie, like, uh, junkie mom leaving her 10-year-old to watch her, like, 5-year-old, it kind of seemed like the biggest problem to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of hit all the points. I didn't think the CG was... I didn't think the effects were that good at all uh, in the movie. Um, I thought the CG was pretty terrible at, at, at points. Patrick hit the POV thing. Um, I kind of wish they would have stuck with that a little more. At first, when they did the POV shots of the spider, I was like, oh, they're trying to save money. They'll just do this for a little while. <laughs> for real, though. And no, like not have to put that shitty spider on the screen. Would have saved some dollar bills here and just do POV stuff and kind of hide it for a little while. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, they should have stuck with that for a little while longer because once they showed that spider, it was kind of over for me. I would have preferred to watch Arachnophobia. I loved Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia is um, great. The trailer, I felt like, kind of hit all the, the good points and uh, it did, it sold the movie really well, but that movie was really rough. I kept thinking also, like, that little girl, granted, it's a little girl actor, but, like, I felt like they were feeding her her lines. Like, mm-hmm. little girl, say, oh, my God, there's a spider. Oh, my God, there's a spider. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like they were just kind of feeding her dialogue. Um, well, and she seemed like they were trying to make her portray someone, like, younger than she was. Like, to me, I was like, this girl kind of looks old enough to kind of, like, have right. her shit, not have her shit together, but, like, to me, they were kind of Old like... enough to understand what's going on. Yeah, they kind of seemed like they were dumbing her... Not dumbing her character down, but like de-aging her character. Like, I think she was supposed to be like, what, five or six? And I felt like they were like, okay, I need you to talk like a three-year-old. Right. And then, like, you know, at the end when the mom got bit or whatever, and she's sitting there just like falling apart, that little girl, that spider bit through that girl's hand. Am I right there? How yep. did she yes, not she did. become fucking destroyed from that spider bite? Um, okay, when, when, when the spider bit it... Go ahead, Maddie. I was going to say, if, if it goes... So normally most venomous animals, when they bite, then the venom injects. So if it goes through her hand, there's not really any venom going uh, there because a okay. lot of the times, like... The like here's the fang like the like pore that's the venom's gonna cut is down here so if your right. hand like is right here right it's not gonna do anything I got you I was just sitting there going how is that girl like not that's I I wanted yeah. the same thing too that's a good um, point uh, and then I like the oh I didn't like but um, 
that little usually I love a little stinger at the end. Like I love those setups. Like oh, everything is cool and the spider is gone, and they show that little web in that little house at the end with all the other spiders crawling around. Normally, I like those little stings. I fucking hated that. I was like, they better not make itsy bitsy too. I didn't. I didn't mind the fact that you started seeing spiders coming out of that egg sack. That didn't bother me. It was the post-credit scene that bothered me. I don't know. There was a post-credit scene. There was a post-credit scene. These guys are coming in to either move into the house or move things out of the house. I don't know what it was. And there's this guy. He opens a thing. Spiders are crawling around. He goes. Because he doesn't like spiders. Oh, it I was didn't stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. So, no, I, I agree with you, Josh. Like, I knew what was going to happen. I knew that they were going to set it up for a sequel when the the mama spider was laying all the egg sacks. And you're like, okay, well, we know where this one's going, but there was no, like, immediacy of it. Like, right. the three people that lived in the house are now on the road off to who knows whereville. Okay, so there's a bunch of superhuman spiders living in a house that nobody lives in anymore. Why do I need to be impressed by that? Right. And I just felt like, I felt like, I I know we've already talked about how shitty the mom is, but I feel like she set her kids up to be in a dangerous situation every chance she got. Like when uh, that spider jumped out the window, she was like, oh, go downstairs and get my medical bag. Or... Like that little girl is looking for her giraffe in the like by herself with a flashlight. I just felt like the mom was like, "Yeah, just go find shit and help me." I know the spider's there, but go look anyway. Yeah, I said I know we already talked about how shitty the mom was, but yeah, I I almost wanted to see. They spent a good amount of time explaining the lore behind this spider. And I wanted there to be more of that. That it's yeah, not, that was that it's not just a spider because they showed the woman with the with the six arms and two legs. Mm-hmm. You know, basically implying that this woman was an arachnid was an uh, arachnid. I wanted to see more of that. That maybe there was supernatural or a mythological legend behind it, and that that comes out in what the spiders are, and not just big spiders. Right. There was a there was a little bit of me that was hoping that once the mom got bit, that she might become that. And I thought, okay, that'd be a cool twist. Like like a human spider, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would have I would have appreciated that a little bit more than what had happened. Yeah, honestly, the best part of the movie was like the origin of this spider. Mm -hmm. Like if they had made an entire movie about like that, I would have been all fucking down for it. Like and that's what kind of almost frustrates me about this movie because I'm like, you guys had good ideas and then you just didn't know what you really wanted to do. So we ended up with this. And it's just kind of like, no, like, this is one of the only movies where if they made, like, a prequel, like, to explain that whole thing, I would have been, like, all over it. But, yeah, they just didn't, just the execution. And... Right. Was this ever released into theaters? No, that one's straight VOD. Yeah. Okay. Because the only reason I'm asking is on Rotten Tomatoes, it does say in theaters and it gives a date. But that just must mean when it was publicly available. Okay, well, because it wasn't rated. It's it's not rated, so doesn't it have to be rated to hit theaters? Yeah. Okay. Another thing I kind of noticed with this movie, and I've actually kind of noticed this kind of a trend this year, is like putting suspenseful music in non-suspenseful parts. And I don't know why, but it just kind of like 
bothers me because I'm like, okay, the first couple movies I did it fine, but like now it just seems to be like the cool thing to do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, it's not the cool thing to do because it's just setting up a bunch of jump scares. Because, like, what happens if someone's doing, like, something, like, totally innocent, like, making fucking toast, and then it zooms in on the toaster, and, like, that, like, suspenseful music plays, and the toast pops out, and it cuts to another scene, and you're like, oh, fuck you. Like, just, that was obnoxious. But I don't know, I just kind of noticed they did that quite a bit in this movie, and yeah, I'm just telling people it ain't cute. Anything else, guys, on Itsy Bitsy? I would say that this is probably a safe movie for timid horror watchers seven-year-olds yeah i would say because because tell you the truth i don't remember a lot of horrible language in it and there's not a ton of gore so i would probably say this is a safe horror movie for younger uh, people it, it could pass with, with a pg-13 rating if they had to easy rate it. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like honestly like if you think of what like poltergeist poltergeist was rated pg and, like, I think you could probably stick, like, Poltergeist and Itsy Bitsy on the same level. But, like, that was also back in the 80s and more shit, like, flew. So. Right. Cool. So then we will rate on our Fear Factor, Gore Score, and overall ratings. So, Maddie, we'll start with you. Fear Factor. Yeah, there this was. This fun, so. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of fear in this movie. Um, I don't. As we've discussed, I don't even think someone who was, like, arachnophobic would find this movie scary. Because, like, the spiders look like they came out of, like, fucking Jumanji from, like, the 90s. So, like, (laughs) there ain't no fear. I mean, if your fear is shitty parents, maybe. But, like, I'm going to give it a one. Greg? I'm going to agree with that. I think a one is very solid rating. There's nothing to be feared of in this. There's nothing fun, really, about it. So, one. Patrick? I agree with the one wholeheartedly. Cool. Well, it is a clean sweep on the one for fear. (laughs) All right. Maddie, gore score. Was there any gore in this? Like, no. One. You get a... If you guys would let me do a zero, that's what this thing would get. But, like, we all gotta be correct. So, one. (laughs) Greg. So I'm actually gonna give it a three. Only, uh, the only gore that I recall seeing in there were the the after effects of the spider bites that you got to see on the humans, especially the weird van driving guy that popped into the house. And he was actually like pushing and doing gross stuff with that. That was kind of disgusting. So I'll give it a three for, for that part of it. Cool. Patrick. Yeah. I'm going to go right in the middle there with a, with a two Gore was extremely, extremely low on here, but there was some things like when the, why can't I think of the actor's name again? Davison. Bruce Davison. Bruce Davison, when he was crawling across the floor and parts of his skin was being left behind. Yep. There was some pus, a couple other things, but it just wasn't, there was hardly any blood whatsoever. Really, really low. So probably 1.5, actually. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna ride that middle line with Patrick and go, too. There's the, the, the eyes missing on that actor as well mm-hmm. in the bathroom. And then, yeah, just after effects of spider bites. So I will rock the two down the middle. Overall score, and would you recommend a Maddie? It was a four. It's not great. It's not. It was a solid effort, but like the execution was pretty bad. I don't know any seven-year-old horror viewers, so I don't really have anyone to recommend this to. <laughs> but if I run across one, I'm going to tell them to watch that itsy bitsy. Greg, this I think this would be a uh, a middle school girl sleepover movie. Something that they wanted to get freaked out by, but wasn't really all that creepy. 
Overall, I'm going to give it a four. You could probably throw this into a horror starter pack as a, a spider movie. I mean, that's kind of what it was, but I think four is solid. If you want to watch it, I'll recommend it. Again, if you miss it, you're not going to lose sleep over it. Patrick? It's pretty low for me. I'm going to give it a three. Would I recommend it to anybody? Maybe to somebody who has kids for a sleepover, like Greg had mentioned. Cool. Yeah, I think four is pretty uh, pretty fair. I wouldn't tell somebody to not watch the movie. Uh, if somebody asked me about it, I'd be like, check it out. I mean, I, I said I wouldn't I wouldn't run out and tell people to, to, to watch it, but if somebody asks about it, I'd tell them to check it out. Why not? Yeah, I think four is totally fair. So. Itsy Bitsy. It is on Amazon Prime. If you do want to check it out, it's there. It's free. Go check. Plugs. Who's plugging? And Maddie, you like to uh, do the the local plugs? Got one? Right now, I don't, except to say, people, if you are out protesting, we still do have a plague, and you need to wear a mask. Seeing a lot of you kiddos out there without a mask, that is not okay. This is still a thing. You need to still be safe. You need to be wearing a mask. Where you When you go out, you need to be washing your hands. You need to be taking precautions when you enter your home after being out in the public. <clears throat> You need to keep your spaces, so that's kind of my plug, is there's still a fucking plague! Natural selection. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of plague, uh, there is a festival that uh, could be coming soon to Nebraska. Uh, Still working on the details for that. But if you are a filmmaker in Nebraska, no filmmaker in Nebraska, go check out the Flatwater Film Festival. Uh, submit a film if you got one. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Hopefully, we can uh, figure out a way to still uh, to do this thing. So go do that. Patrick. Yeah, I just wanted to say that that festival will be happening regardless, whether it is live and in person or a virtual film fest. It will happen one way or the other. And it is free to submit to that festival. It is completely free. The only prerequisite is that it is a Nebraska film let me say that again. The only prerequisites are that it is either made by a Nebraska filmmaker or made in the state of Nebraska. Cool. So if you're a fan of Frightcast, we know that you are. Help us out. Head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. You can also find us on all the social media. Just search for Midnight Frightcast. And then also check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Cool. Uh, I guess that does uh, th- does that for this week. Uh, join us next week. Kick our ass in trivia. And uh, coming out on episode number 86. So for Maddie and Greg and Patrick and myself, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Stay safe out there. <laughs>